Welcome to this first episode of the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is a pilot episode at the end of the current season, 21-22. In this podcast, we'll take an analytical approach to FPL with my co-host Sirtop as data scientist and mastermind behind FPLOptimized.com. But at the same time, the good old eye test is very important as well, of course. I'm Bas, I'm more of a casual manager and football fan, and I'll make sure that we'll have the right balance between data and grass. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Bas. That's an important point. I'm Sertat Chai. I'm from, I'm originally from Turkey, but living in United States now. Growing up, I always watched football. I strongly believe FPL can be played the best if you combine data, analytics, and some football knowledge sprinkled on top. And I'm looking forward to talking about this on our podcast. Yeah, that's great. And I'll make sure we'll keep the right balance. So we won't talk just about analytics, but we'll also talk about what we actually see during the weekends or even during the weeks in the games. Sure. And uh, well, what a big coincidence that while we were planning this podcast, at the same time, there was this uh, article on BBC uh, which was titled, Is it fair for fantasy football managers to rely on AI? <laughs> and that article created quite some uh, discussion on social, I think. Uh, is that right, Sir Tom? Yeah, it did, certainly. Yeah. But before we go into that, uh, let's first introduce ourselves a little bit more as this is the first episode. So I'm Bas, as I said, Bas Belfi. I'm from the Netherlands, but I live in Belgium. It's uh, just uh, <laughs> the next door country. I've always had a passion for football, both as a player and as a fan. And I started playing FPL in the 2016-17 season. Uh, my best rank so far was top 150k. So, you know, it's it's not too great. Uh, currently, I'm also not where I would like to be. I'm around 350k. But I have my bench boost active and I also still have a free hit to go. So I'm still hoping for a, a strong finish. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a casual manager though, and uh, I do check a lot of content. I do check a lot of information, uh, for example, from social media and podcasts. Uh, but as you can tell from my rank, I didn't find the magical formula yet. I hope we can find it together. I'm glad you introduced me to FPL, but now I'm playing my second season. Last season was my first, and it, the first one was very much still a learning season for me. You can say I was testing the water, trying to learn the ropes a little bit. This season is go going quite well. I'm really happy to be in top 3k uh, at the moment and my bench boost is still active and I'm just aiming to still go up a little bit in the final game weeks, but pretty happy to be in, you know, in 10k right now. Yeah. Yeah, don't be modest. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I wasn't really expecting to be this no, high, to be honest. It's amazing, yeah. Let's not forget there are 9 million managers. So uh, I think to be top 3K, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, I'm happy that I introduced you to the game, but it was maybe not so smart because now I cannot win the mini league anymore. <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll definitely I'll keep trying. Uh, but yeah, your learning curve has been really steep. Um, it's really amazing to see. It's also great that you're sharing all that content on on, uh, on on social media, which I can benefit from as well, and also others can benefit from. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I understand that the first year you probably had to still experience the game a bit, had to to learn how how it all worked. 
um, now you're uh, you're you're benefiting from that in the second season. But tell us a bit more about your approach to the game and the role uh, that analytics plays in it. I will mention both my first and second season this season uh, separately because I used little bit different approaches in both, even though I was using data and analytics. Um, the first season when you challenge me in FPL first, I spent my weeks to investigate what's out there in terms of analytics, like what's available, where what people are using, if they are using data and analytics, because I need to confess this at the beginning, but I wasn't really following football that closely at that time. Uh, I'm a Liverpool fan, but I wasn't even really watching games. I mean, not even highlights, to be honest. I was just checking scores. And at that time, I checked what's available in terms of analytics, and I figured out I joined the perfect time because there were people who are doing predictive analytics, like they were releasing their projected points for future game weeks. And as you know, I work as an optimization specialist, uh, and I, you know, spend my entire life learning and working on optimization and optimizing processes for businesses. And like data was right there for me to use directly. So I checked the literature. I found a master's thesis on the topic describing the optimization model for FPL specifically. I implemented the model. I added some extra features and started using it in my first season. I stayed very close to what model is suggesting but I could see the potential problems with it for example using chips is just a nightmare because you have limited amount of projections uh, for the future and as you know using chips require a little bit long-term planning you need to know that double game weeks are coming which I wasn't really aware at that time And this season, so last season I didn't finish great, but this season I changed my approach a bit. So instead of just using, like running the optimization and applying the first, uh, you know, suggestion, uh, this season I am kind of generating more solutions, like more moves uh, based on data and analytics. And then I do my due diligence, like I check raw numbers also, I check you know, what's the expected goal numbers or expected assist numbers for those players that the model is suggesting to me. And then I also ask other people who know more about the processes, like if it's a City player, I know people who are watching Manchester City very closely, so Mm -hmm. I ask their opinion if they will play or not, for example. So I I would say I'm using 90% analytics and 10% some manual investigation this season and well, th- that's what I'm using, but I still think analytics is being underused in FPL. People are a little bit skeptical. I feel like y- you included, so I'm, I will try to convince you to use a bit more data and analytics going forward. But how do you approach the game? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think, yeah, first of all, what you said about the chips, I think that's that's something probably every manager goes through in the first season you probably use your chips too early yeah. and then uh, you find out that there are these, still these double game weeks coming up at the end of the season which are not known at the beginning so uh, I, I had that same during my first uh, first season i remember and now i'm trying to keep them for as long as possible i actually still have my free hit left which i might keep uh, for the final game week let's see yeah um 
But yeah, we're both in the analytics business, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> um, so you mentioned about data, and I think that we also, we see that a lot also in, 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 in the industry or in the business. It all starts with the data, right? If you don't have yeah. good data, then uh, yeah, you, you can also not do any analytics, of course. That's so true. I just wanted to maybe ask you again about that one, uh, just to clarify. So you, you're not using your own data, yeah? you, or you, you're, you have a data source you're, you're using. So something That's, more you, you wanted to say about that maybe? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so analytics has several stages and the stage that is most relevant for FBL purposes is the projection or predictions for future game weeks. So right. this could be based on something as uh, simple as betting odds. You can check if Kane is projected to score a goal or what's the percentage or probability of it? What's the betting odds? So you can get the probability out of it. So suppose he is predicted to score a goal with 60% probability, then you can actually use it to generate a projected point score for every player and then choose your players based on those values. So I'm not using my own data. I am using an existing one. I'm using FPL review. Uh, But there are also other websites who are doing something similar. They have their own projected uh, points. values so i try to be careful about what's the differences between those models because what they put inside the model is kind of a black box for us they you know don't publicly share what's in their model Uh, but you know just by checking if the values are consistent over the game weeks or you can see you know which models are giving which kind of values more weight some models are more sensitive to recent performance some are not for example yeah yeah okay well that's good to know actually quite amazing how all the content that is out there and also uh the data sources uh, we, we can make use of yeah it is. Um, but to your question personally for me uh, yeah i i definitely value and i appreciate uh <laughs> data and analytics but I'm mostly a fan of the game. So uh, you know I just enjoy to watch the games and I base my decisions mostly on that. But uh, more and more, though, I do look at the analytics and also at other content because there's so much great content being shared every week by different uh, FPL content creators. So just sure. uh, a shout out to those people for all the work they're, they're putting <laughs> in. Uh, but for you, my friends, uh, get ready to be challenged on some of your analysis because okay. for me, it's still more uh, the eye test, which is important. But uh, yeah, let's go back for a minute to that article I mentioned. It was, uh, again, by coincidence this week uh, on the BBC, an article uh, exactly about this topic. The title was, Is it fair for fantasy football managers to rely on AI? And before we answer that question, let's first maybe talk about AI, because in the end, you know, is it really AI that people are using at the moment? What what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, people seem to be confused about AI as a word, because when we say AI, or when it's used in mainstream media, they usually refer to, I think, AGI, like general intelligence, meaning that, you know, robots playing FPL with a robot heart. (laughs) 
So yeah. it's a cold word, to be honest, and it feels like, you know, robots are coming to take over all the glory from, you know, veteran successful FPL managers. Yeah. So first of all, yeah, just to clarify, AI in this context, what they mean by, you know, is it fair to use, you know, AI? I think they are referring to machine learning approaches or other projection methods to mm-hmm. uh, get values for future game weeks. And also including price changes, I would believe, because there are also websites who yeah. where, where you can see if the prices are predicted to change, go up or right. down. Mm-hmm. Well, it is not very difficult to write a simple projection model. I mean, you can do something as simple as, you know, get last three game weeks of data and get the average and yeah. see which players are in form, for example. But... In this context, AI is kind of a buzzword and it is, I think it's much safer to say that people are using analytics or advanced analytics as we uh, use in the business nowadays. There's a lot to talk about the article. I think we will keep talking about it. But just to mention here briefly, uh, I need to talk about optimization because I use optimization and I promote it. And I can't even talk about optimization for hours here. But basically, optimization is the last process in the analytics journey. So you read raw data, you make, well, you clean data, uh, and you finally predict future values, and finally use optimization for decision making. So if you are thinking like a robot or an you know AI, uh, so that's the last step of the process, which I put a heavy emphasis on. And FPL is kind of perfect for optimization because you have limited resources and you are trying to maximize an objective, which is so clearly defined. You are trying to maximize your points so that optimization can help you to create transfer plans. And, you know, it's certainly where the edge is at nowadays. And lots of people are using optimization this season and their ranks are not... I mean, most of the people are doing great. It's a really good year for analytics. But yeah, there's a quite a spread between people. Like it is not a you know magic formula that you use optimization right. and you suddenly get a you know top one K finish. That's not true. No. Luckily. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. otherwise it wouldn't be fun anymore. That's but true. as you said, yeah, we can talk about this for hours. So we'll probably do that in some next po- podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just uh, to to let people know, our aim is each time to to record a twenty to thirty minutes podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll try to cover some general analytics topics, but we'll also combine it, of course, with some uh, uh, topical information around the the FPL and and the games and our own teams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you made a, a, an important clarification around AI because indeed I think many people think, oh, it's a robot and it does, it's doing the selection for you. But I think often it's not really the case, right? People mm-hmm. take some analytics, but at, at the same time, they still also add their own viewpoints and their own knowledge to it. Um, so now to the point of, is it really fair then if managers are using analytics? Um, I can start by sharing my view. I think it's fair as long as the data or the tools are available to everyone, which I think in many cases, you know, it's the case. Mm-hmm. As you said, you're also using data from an, uh, an open platform. Um, what I mentioned, I'm using content from uh, information that people are sharing just on social media. So there's just a lot out there. And I think in the end, it depends on how much time and effort you really want to invest into it, right? 
and that's like with with many games or with many activities in general the more you invest in it the, the more you can get out of it <laughs> and i think there are still some people who just prefer to wake up on saturday morning and just make a last minute decision for their team but other people you know they they spent the whole week uh planning ahead and looking at information and and uh, collecting data so yeah that's just a difference in in style and i think if you want to do well in the game you just have to invest more uh, time into it um and you know that doesn't mean it's less or, or more or less fair it's just a kind of a personal decision um so i guess you will agree to this third up and in fact by making a lot of the information available yourself via fplopimize.com uh is that maybe then also for you a way to to make sure that the people can have access and to also keep the game fair like this well yes it's a hard question but I think so, yeah. So when I started playing FPL, I was benefiting from those projection data. But there's a lot of things you can do with it. Like you can actually measure, for example, if you were lucky or if your decision-making process was good. So Mm -hmm. yes, there are lots of details that goes into it. So So you can actually come up with tools or approaches that will measure, you know, how good you were playing the game regardless of, you know, what came at the end for example i mean you can get you can make good choices so i was thinking about those and i wanted people to have access to those kind of information because if you are playing with analytics then you need to also have a process where you can evaluate if you were giving good decisions so i wanted those tools to be available to the public and i started adding it to fpl optimized and well, I hope it keeps the g- game fair for everyone because fully right. free people can get it. And more than that, I think FPL Optimize is probably the only one, but probably one of the few uh, open source websites in FPL too. So you can actually even see the code underneath, you know, how I optimize teams right. uh, for the selection of the week. So yeah. you can take it, customize it. Yeah, I, I want people to learn more about you know, analytics and advanced analytics. And I try to also teach what I know. But yeah, before we go even further, I have a question for you. You said you're a casual manager and we talked about, you know, how many hours people are spending on it. So how many hours do you spend in a week for FPL? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's hard to say. Maybe I don't even want to say. <laughs> but it's more like also a break during the days that I check my Twitter feed and I see, you know, the type of content that's being shared. Uh, so I think it's easily a couple of hours if you if you add it all up together. Um, okay. And, you know, sometimes it can be frustrating. I mean, you know, I mentioned my rank, 350K. So mm-hmm. <laughs> is it really worth to invest the time? But uh, no, nah, it's also fun. But like this week, you know, I'm uh, I'm on a bench boost. You spend quite a lot of time considering which players to to have, and then of mm-hmm. course it can be really frustrating if somebody is benched or if somebody is coming off early. Uh, so yeah, that's that's also then often uh, the frustrating part of the game, I think. Yeah? That's true, and yeah. Um, yeah, maybe bring it back to that article um, and talking about frustration. I think there were also some people who said that they might stop playing fpl if really ai or analytics is taking over more um what is your what is your comment on that is there something maybe you wanted to comment on yeah so i i think analytics at 
this stage is more like a calculator so it helps you to do some you know heavy lifting trying to come up with a projection for every player you can watch all the games in a game week but you can't remember all the players how they played if they played good or not so you need some kind of reminder of use of advanced analytics like to predict future game weeks that's not quite different than you know what you can do yourself like you can watch the game and try to predict so i don't understand why, why people are a little bit upset about and they say quit playing fpl if ai takes over I don't mm-hmm. think AI will take over because football, like there's lots of variance in football. And I also would like to mention that algorithms are banned in some games like poker or chess. But again, uncertainty aspect of football is very important here. Like even with the best prediction model, you can't know what will happen for sure. You can maximize your chances, but it's pretty random in my opinion. And so, and I think people are mainly upset because analytics focus players are doing really good this year. Like most of the, you know, visible ones. For example, my team is doing great and people, some people were upset about it. And so, but again, at one point in this season, we were talking about copying from content creators because Mm -hmm. some content creators are doing very well too, even without analytics. So I think there will be always some people who will complain about any approach we take. I mean, I don't obviously approve uh, people copying from content creators. Again, I think that's also probably cheating for some people. Yeah. And But again, like content creators might be doing really bad next year. We don't right. know. So it's a little bit controversial, I think. Yeah. No, that's true. Uh, there's also uh, the factor of luck, which maybe we can cover in uh, one of the next uh, episodes. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, as I said, I think it was really nice that this article came out this week as it's really related to the podcast idea we had uh, to talk about analytics, but at the same time also talk about eye test and finding mm-hmm. the right balance. So in each episode, we'll aim to talk about that. Um, we'll, take a, we'll take a topic around analytics and data in general. But we'll also end each episode with a look into our own teams and plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe before we do that, um, is there any topics maybe you have in mind already for future podcasts? I would like to talk about data and uh, analytics stages in more detail in following episodes because mm-hmm. uh, there seems to be a kind of, again, confusion about how those can be useful the problem with football is there are limited amount of games like every week you only have 90 minutes of information about a player up to 90 minutes mm-hmm. obviously because they can be benched too yeah. and that's pretty limited so compare it to you know other games like baseball games are played much more often and you have lots of data points that's kind mm-hmm. of one of the reasons why analytics in other sports are well ahead Uh, of football so we have limited information limited data in some aspects so we also try to use things like you know champions league or other european competitions for our decision making in analytics but i think there are some issues we need to address about data and also well to be honest i would like to also talk and discuss with you about how we can combine analytics with eye test because in my opinion sometimes it's really difficult you see a player 
you watch a player, you think he is bad at finishing because he keeps missing, you know, shots. Like Mubemo yeah. was, you know, hitting the, you know, post. Woodward yeah, post yeah. lots of times during the season. Right. From your as- aspect, maybe you think, oh, his finishing is not that good. But from an analytical aspect, he's collecting lots of, lots of expected goals right. stat, meaning that he's yeah. more likely to score goals in future game weeks, for example. So what you know, what should an FPL manager do in that case? Like, should you trust your eye a little bit or kind of lean towards data? I, I would like to talk about those too. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think it's also then uh, always a personal decision, uh, luckily, because otherwise <laughs> all the teams would, would look the same. Uh, but yeah, XG is something you hear a lot now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, now also with Son doing really well. Um, I heard some people say that he's always... A, a player that performs above his uh, xg um so maybe that doesn't mean much to many people so i think it's something we'll have to dive deeper into in maybe a next uh a next episode mm-hmm. yeah. um and that of course we're also happy to take any questions or suggestions um so we're, we're both on twitter mm-hmm. uh we're using our own names uh we'll we'll put that in the podcast notes so you can mm-hmm. uh, you can find us and you can uh, definitely share some of your uh, suggestions or questions. But uh, we think we'll be busy already during summer. We'll probably have a few episodes. And then, of course, uh, we'll also be back for the new season. But the current season isn't over yet, of course. Still two uh, game weeks ahead of us and we're still in the middle of double game week 36. So how is your game week going so far, actually? It's not bad. I'm... Using my bench boost, as I mentioned, with 50, 51 points so far. So it's not great, not terrible. And I got Odegaard and Ellison this game week. Actually, I went against optimization model suggestion, funnily enough. Uh, it was suggesting me to get Diaz, which could have been a better pick. But I got lucky there because of yeah. the uh, injury news. And I still have, well, 15 players to go, but... So we are recording this on Tuesday morning for for my time before the Liverpool game. And I don't know how reliable they are, but I heard Salah might get benched, which makes me upset and worried a little bit. But hopefully, yeah, I'm hoping Everton game will go better this time. How, yeah. is, how is yours going? Yeah, similar. Also, bench boost, forty-nine points. It's not. Uh, it's not great. Um, I had a few good decisions bringing Laporte from City, who did who did really well. Also, Cancelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doubted about captaining Cancelo, but in the end, I went kind of safe by taking uh, Salah because mm-hmm. I, you know, figured that most people would do that. And you never know if he scores a few goals, <laughs> then you know you don't want to be the one that tried to be smart. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> looking back at it, it would have been maybe a good decision to captain someone else. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, um, a few disappointing decisions from certain managers, <laughs> benching players or taking them off quite early. So my defense didn't score too many points with with uh, with Robo and Alonso. Also, my goalkeepers didn't do too well with Schmeichel and, and Ramsdale. But uh, yeah, I still also have 14 players with a game to play. So I'm hoping for, for more points to come. And uh, yeah, behind this game week or after this game week, there are still two game weeks left. So what, what can you say about that? And do you maybe still have some tips you want to share based on your analytics? 
Uh, for my team, I will probably get a Villa defender um, because I already have two players who has the highest projected points for next game week, Richarlison and Watkins. And well, well, because of the double game week, obviously those two are the top two players and I see uh, Ings, Zaha and uh, Digne. And well, for the last game week, 38, it will be quite, a, well, it will be difficult to maneuver. Like if you don't have, you will use your free hit, right? So it might be a little bit easier for you. But so Salah, as usual, he has the highest projected points and Kane and Son. But well, to get Son, I need to take a hit and I don't know if I want to take a hit in the last game week of the season if I feel like I'm in a good position already I might skip it so yep. it's, it's a little bit difficult and but yeah, yeah. how I about think you? it's a dilemma that many managers are facing how to get in son if you don't <laughs> if you don't have him yet yeah many I need to take have... a hit for sure no and it might mean uh selling Kane. um but yeah you also don't want to miss his goals if he if he starts scoring again yeah uh but yeah you're right i still have a free at left i think most people will probably use it in, in 37 because it's still a, a double game week for several teams for me i think my team looks okay so i'm considering to use it for 38 it's always a, a funny week game week 38 uh, final week of the season sometimes mm -hmm. we can see some big scores in that week so yeah i'll try to use it like that i think and for this week yeah i need to keep an eye on some of the injury news especially with some games uh, still uh, to be played i think alonso apparently picked up something so i'll need to keep an eye on that um, but otherwise I'm, I'm looking at zaha maybe for saka uh, I also like Mikolenko from Everton. Actually, uh, I was planning to bring him in last week. I didn't do it. And then, of course, he scored a goal. <laughs> that yeah, was a good goal. That's too. how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But uh, that's maybe also a good way <laughs> to end this first episode. Mm -hmm. uh, I think yeah, we can end it here. Or was there anything you still wanted to add, Sir Trump? Just wanted to mention once more that F I think FPL is an amazing reason to learn analytics and data approaches if you're interested and you can you know find me or other analytics focused accounts on twitter and well it's a little bit surprising to me but we are quite transparent about how we play the game so we're not kind of you know hiding how we do it we are trying to convince more people to play like we play so yeah i just wanted to remind people that it's like we would be very happy if people get interested in it right yeah that's great that's a great way to wrap it up mm -hmm. uh, so thanks everyone for listening we hope you enjoyed it uh, feedback ideas or questions are always welcome of course uh, as i mentioned sir Talp and mm -hmm. also uh, myself are both on twitter we're using our own names so you should be able to find us uh, good luck during the final part of the season and we'll certainly be back with the next episode so follow us on twitter for more information